0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Encouraged Life Podcast. This is Chris and...
1: And this is Justine.
0: And we are talking about Sabbath today. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel like this can be a touchy topic for some people.
0: Yeah, not even necessarily touchy if unless... Well, I guess we have to get past the fact that when we say Sabbath, people hear uh, Jewish, Pharisee, and... Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you guys, uh, understand the Sabbath or this idea of, um, Sabbath in scripture, but we want to talk about, um, what scripture does say, um, what the Sabbath is all about, like why you should care as a Christian in 2020 and, uh, ultimately what it is that we do with our family. So you have some practical, um, tips and, maybe helpful hints as to ways that you could get started for yourself, whether you're single, married, or you've got a whole heap of kids running around your house.
1: <laughs> I feel like sometimes that's, that can be the most challenging. Like how do I rest with little ones? But anyways, we'll get into that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what is the Sabbath? What does the Sabbath mean?
1: Well, it means... When we see it like in the Bible, it's, it's, um, Shabbat. Is that Greek or Hebrew? That is Hebrew. Hebrew. Um, (laughs) Hebrew. (laughs) How would you say? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Shabbat. Nope. That's Uh, like Russian. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it basically just means to cease working. And I thought it also meant rest, but I don't think that's correct, but kind of, or no.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the way God designed...
1: Resting from work, maybe?
0: Well, yeah, this, I mean, this all... We are, like, huge fans of the first mention in scripture, and you have to look at, like, where this came from and really... You go back to Genesis, and God worked for six days. He created man on day six, and then on day seven, he
1: rested rested and
0: (laughs) called it Shabbat and said, "Yeah, like, you know, so at that point, he hadn't really, like, ushered man into working.
1: Yeah, Um, there was no, like, direction given to Adam and Eve, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, the whole the like the way that Genesis is written as kind of like a poetic type of piece of literature is, uh, harder to kind of understand the timings there, but like Mm. it's probably pretty, you know, like clear when we read it that like, you know, just think timing. God made man on day six, man's first day of existence would have been day seven, day seven, God rested and said, "This is a holy day that we will." Which rest. that was
1: kind of crazy to me when it was like first pointed out to me that like man's first day on earth wasn't in existence. Yeah. yeah, wasn't working. It was resting, and it's totally counter, I think, to the culture we live in today, which is a lot of work.
0: Well, yeah, and, and work's not bad. Like, totally. The cool thing that you see in Genesis is this this like perfect balanced dynamic between rest and work. God like creates man,
1: mm-hmm.
0: puts him into rest, and says like rest. And then, oh yeah, you're gonna take care of like all of this, by the yeah. way. And you're gonna name all these animals and do well, all. Well, and stuff. I
1: think our idea of quote unquote rest is more escaping from work and Mm. we've worked so hard and have gone for so long now I need to escape because I'm like burnt out and tired.
0: Wine and and Netflix. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm not against a good glass of wine, but, um, (laughs) you know, if your nightly routine is wine and Netflix, then it's probably a good time to look at, you know how you're working and resting and what that balance is like um
1: well and that's a good question to ask too and maybe we'll get into this later but just asking yourself how do i rest well what what gives me gives my soul rest and makes me feel refreshed when i Come away from from that experience. Oftentimes, Netflix or scrolling the phone or things like that are not. Yeah. <laughs> you don't come away feeling rested and uh, feeling like you've just spent your time really well.
0: Yeah, they're an escape, but they're definitely not like a remedy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think Sabbath. Um. The. Probably the best way I heard this put by a pastor was like Sabbath is four things that you really aim to do well. Like it's not a day off from work that I mean although it is, you're not working. like it's not just not going to work and punching a time clock. there's four things you're really focusing on doing: stopping, resting, delighting, and worshiping. And so like when you're stopping, you're like not consuming, Like Mm -hmm. so you're you're not only not working, but you're focused on not being like a consumer like, Mm -hmm. well, I'm going to go shopping and spend all my money and indulge in these things. And like, you know, Mm -hmm. like you're not uh, continuing in all of the attributes of the rat race of the world we live in. Just stop and then rest, like figure out what is restful for your soul. Um, One thing that has been helpful for us. And we're going to dig into how we do this um, every week, but I'll give you a little teaser right now. And for me, it's like I work all day behind a computer. Mm -hmm. So rest for me often involves like something outside with like some yard work. But people who do manual labor for a living or are more active, that's probably not restful. So like Mm -hmm. doing chores around the house is not going to be something that like allows your soul to rest. Yeah. So um, for someone like that, it might be like actually reading a book for a change or, you know, so we'll dive into that. But that's an idea of like resting is like rest is different for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. Delighting. So like, again, it's not just a day off. It's time to like be intentional about thinking about the goodness of God. And the whole like purpose for um, Sabbath was to remind us that, like, we didn't create. And, um, you know, in Deuteronomy, like, God says that, like, remember you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out uh, with his mighty hand and outstretched arm. Like, therefore, Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. It's like...
1: Is that when didn't they lay out the Ten Commandments? Uh, no, this that? is different.
0: Yeah. Before um
1: the Ten Commandments came before that. Is that right?
0: No, this is in Deuteronomy. So Exodus, Exodus was when is- the Ten Commandments came, yeah. Gotcha. Um yeah. But this was just <clears throat> like a reminder that like, hey, I'm doing the work so you can rest, knowing that like it was my outstretched arm that redeemed you out of Egypt. Yeah. Like you were slaves. Yeah. Um So I think delighting. It's just being intentional to take time to think about, like, that God is working when you're not and how good he is and that your first day was rest. So you can, like, relax knowing that the world doesn't fall apart when you are resting and how good that is. Like, you are not a cog in a wheel. You Mm -hmm. don't have to keep going. That should be something that brings delight to everybody.
1: Um, It's not easy. How God, I mean... God created it that way from the very beginning. He created us to need rest, to need to not have to have to work and to have limitations. Yeah. Even though oftentimes we try to figure out ways to push past those limitations or pretend like we don't need as much sleep as we do, um, little things like that. But it's, yeah, for sure if God needed to, if God took a day of rest, not that he needed to rest, but if he chose to take a day of rest, then shouldn't we even more so?
0: Yeah. And I think that's a really common thing that you hear too is like, well, you know, that's a great idea and all, but I'm like a single mom with two kids or Mm -hmm. like, you don't understand. I've got a crazy busy job and Mm -hmm. it's like, demanding 70 or 80 hours a week from me and like you know I'm traveling all the time and like there's every potential excuse that we could throw out there Mm -hmm. but like you know this is a day that like is now a delight for us and it's something that we can really enjoy and we'll talk about the pleasure of this and how we actually choose to enjoy this.
1: A burden.
0: But it is one of the 10 commandments. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like it is a commandment of God and it's the only one that we are okay with like ignoring as a society. Yeah. Like a, a question is like.
1: And almost excusing saying Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, well, but Jesus fulfilled the law and we don't have to, you know, we don't live under that law anymore. Well, okay, but if you go and kill somebody, like, that's not going to... There are laws that are set out for the good of mankind and the flourishing of mankind. Yeah,
0: like, you can be redeemed and go to heaven as a murderer. Like yeah. God is that good and his grace is that incredible, but that doesn't mean we should go around murdering. Yeah. Like the 10 commandments. I think that's what you're trying to say is like God designed them for our flourishing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not to like handcuff us. Right. But that life is better when we are following these. Yeah.
1: Well, and I guess that's like what Jesus said about the Sabbath too. So if we want to take it to New Testament and what Jesus said, I can't remember how it goes. Uh,
0: Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Yes. Yeah. So like, what does that
1: mean to you? What
0: were you going to say about that?
1: Because we can oftentimes hear the um, argument that the... sorry. I'm trying to think of, like, what words to say. We can hear the argument that, well, Jesus fulfilled the law, so I don't have to live under that law anymore. And first of all, not looking at it as a law, but as a blessing. And also, what did Jesus say about the Sabbath? He said it was made for us, again, as a blessing. It's a blessing for us. It's not something... That we have to, you know, fulfill all these rules and these laws on this day. They were, because they, um, weren't they like the Pharisees were being super particular about what could be done on the Sabbath and what couldn't be done on the Sabbath?
0: Yeah, this particular he, like verse, uh, Jesus and his disciples were just plucking like heads yeah. of grain and <coughs> they were like basically saying, well, that's like that's work. You're yeah. not supposed to work on the Sabbath and like they were hungry, they were eating grain and he's like didn't you hear the story about David and eating the bread like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, um, so I feel you like you guys are being ridiculous. He's
1: just saying you have made it a burden for it. you've made Sabbath a burden on yourselves and created all these laws and rules around it when really it was created and intended to be a blessing for you.
0: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And I think a key point that you're saying but not outright saying too is like we should look at scripture and see that Jesus Sabbath. Yeah. Like he kept the Sabbath. If you read closely, he never like demonizes the Sabbath. He demonizes the way in which the Pharisees and the religious leaders were like going about it with the wrong heart That's all about true. like yeah what to do and what not to do, not about delighting in the Lord and his goodness and what he's done for us so that we don't have to. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Jesus was in fact keeping the Sabbath the day that they called him out on it. But like his keeping the Sabbath also included snacking on some grain and like, yes. Yeah. You know, like he's enjoying (laughs) what his father had created.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, When I think that's, One of the biggest questions to ask, too, when we're asking how do I best rest is how can I best enjoy all that God has um, blessed me with? So, like, going outside or... Before we do that... Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I want to hang here for just one minute and just think about a couple other ways to to look at this because there's probably some people that still are, like, um, you know, one of the things that, that can come to mind is, like, the spirit of rest that is kind of talked about in, in our world is like, well, now that we, Jesus has done these things, like we have a spirit of rest. We don't have to keep a day. Like
1: Jesus is my rest.
0: Yeah. And I think there's a degree of that that is true. Yeah, I think that like we can have a more rested spirit and soul throughout the week because of the finished work of Jesus. Mm -hmm. But that would then be the only commandment that like, was morphed from being something that you should follow to something that's now kind of like abstract. Like, oh, you don't have to keep the Sabbath anymore. The Sabbath is within you. But like all the other nine, you still need to do those. Yeah. Like, to me, that's just, that seems a little weird. It also seems weird that like Jesus was kind of like going against a lot of the man made like laws Mm -hmm. and regulations and stuff and kind of not necessarily like opposing them, but opposing the heart that they were done with. Um, and like he didn't with the Sabbath, yeah. but he actually encouraged a different heart with the Sabbath, one that's beneficial. And then I think when we look at the big picture of old Testament and all of the law, the prophets, like, Everything that God commanded was pointed at trying to help us live into a system and a DNA that he had wired into humanity that helps Mm -hmm. us thrive in the greatest sense of the way that God designed us to thrive. Not in like maybe our 2020 picture of what thriving looks like. Yeah. Thriving in God's good design.
1: Yeah.
0: All of the law points us in that direction. And so, um, I just think remembering that like these things are set up for us. Um, and so those would be kind of like my arguments, I guess my encouragement better put to people who are struggling with this idea of Sabbath. So
1: I think sometimes it can be like the root of root of the, um, pushback can be one of, um, we live in such an overachieving, Um, what was the other word that I was gonna, that I had in my head? I have like, I'm not in there, I don't major know. Major pregnancy brain right now. Yeah, yeah she's like
0: 20, <laughs> 25 weeks, almost 26.
1: No, 24, I think. No. Anyways. <laughs> she forgot. Um <laughs> I feel like it pushes against our achievement mentality in our day and age to have a day that we have that we take as a day of rest.
0: Oh yeah. <clears throat> it's going to be weird to people that you know. People are going to want to like go do stuff and you're going to say no. In yeah. some cases. Yeah. Depending on what it is and where your heart is and what your soul needs if you're doing this really well. Um sometimes you're inaccessible to people on the Sabbath. Or sometimes you're like us and you've got a family dinner that comes up and like we, you know, um say some, you know, prayers and light some candles and do some stuff with our family. And we're the only ones doing it. And we're mm-hmm. just kind of showing people how we do stuff and, you know, um, yeah, it, pre- it's a, an act of resistance is probably like the, yeah, the language. Yeah. That
1: Resisting is. the, um, Oh, like a consumer mentality too was the mm. other thing I was thinking. Yeah. There there's the achievement, And consumer, where when you take a day to just rest and enjoy all of God's goodness, um, you're not achieving anything, and you're not consuming anything other than maybe like a book or, you know, you're eating food, but consuming, I guess I mean, of buying things or wanting to buy things or,
0: or social media yeah. or internet yeah, shopping, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. cause like I, I think oftentimes we forget that social media is a form of consuming. Um, and in most cases I would say this from personal experience and from talking to you and mm-hmm. tons of other people, there is a degree of like covetousness and envy that like we all experience in looking at social media. And so like, not only are we consuming content that other people are putting out like, um, just mindlessly, but we're Mm -hmm. also like subconsciously experiencing like desire for other people's stuff and like not loving and enjoying what God has given us and being thankful for that. Um, I'm reminded too, like this will be really, really hard sometimes for some of you. It's still hard for us. Totally. And we're over a year into practicing Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is an act of resistance. It is something that like our culture for six days a week pulls us gently sometimes and sometimes forcefully in the other direction. And we've got to kind of like pull back and reset and mm-hmm. like, And so that's why I think Hebrews actually says, like, make every effort to enter that rest. Like, we actually have to try every effort in order to do this. So for us, like... Yeah, you
1: have to, like, set up your week. Yeah. Even accordingly so that you can have a day where you're not... Where, specifically for me, not doing laundry or dishes, or vacuuming, you know, just the household things that happen daily, but that need a day of rest. I need a day of, hey, I don't have these on my to-do list today. I'm just going to enjoy my kiddos, enjoy my husband. We'll do a fun outing, or do a walk around our neighborhood, or, you know, just simple little things that are restful and meaningful, and aren't getting anything done on my to-do list.
0: Yep. Yeah. Hmm. And I want to read a quote, but but right after that, then I think we need to get into all the practical stuff. Yeah. Um,
1: Okay.
0: So uh, this particular quote uh, was from A.J. Swoboda, and he says, um, the Sabbath has largely been forgotten by the church which has uncritically mimicked the rhythms of the industrial and success-obsessed West. The result? Our road-weary, exhausted churches have largely failed to integrate Sabbath into their lives as vital elements of Christian discipleship. It is not as though we do not love God. We love Him deeply. We just do not know how to sit with God anymore. Mm -hmm. He continued... We have become perhaps the most emotionally exhausted, psychologically overworked, spiritually malnourished people in history. Um, And I think what's interesting about this, too, is like you look at um, there's a few different dynamics that change. But like the 50s and 60s, like the blue laws and like the transitioning away from Sundays being completely shut down for Mm -hmm. most cities um, the like entrance of social media and like there's dynamic changes with the internet and like all these things that I think compounded and have pulled us slowly away from the ability to truly rest. Um, and that's why you see uh, depression and anxiety and like all of these psychological issues and like a all time, high and continuing to increase every day, especially in the most young generations Mm -hmm. in our society, like Mm -hmm. 12 to 18 year olds. Like it's crazy.
1: I think I heard, um, a pastor, I can't remember who it was or where I heard it, but when people will come to him with like, just asking for advice or, Hey, I'm having this issue. I'm feeling overwhelmed or anxious or depressed or any of the, you know, you name it emotions. One of the first things he'll ask them is how are you resting and are you resting and what does that look like? And that just to me, I don't know. I feel like that can be the answer to so many things. Yes, it's hard and it doesn't always makes sense, especially in our culture. But there's so much value to it that God has built into it.
0: Yeah. The most convicting thing for me is like I fall into the average um, where the average um, smartphone user in America is spending about five hours a day on their phone and the average person with a smartphone that has Instagram is spending about two hours a day on Instagram. And it's like, you know, if we don't have time to rest, we don't have time to do these things, you know, silence and solitude prayer, like getting quiet time in the morning. Like, uh, like the answer to most questions is like, how are you resting and how are you spending your time? Hmm, And usually those are completely married. Um, and so, yeah, so let's let's talk about. I mean, that's perfect segue into what we do. So first thing for us is you guys may have heard a few episodes ago um, when we talked about uh, digital distraction and our tech guide and the way that we approach technology in our house. Um, but one of our first uh, attempts, and I would say, like none of the stuff that we're going to talk about, are we doing every week perfectly because we just are humans and we're still working Mm -hmm. through this and we're still figuring it out and we've got two toddlers and it's like
1: it's a process this is life well and even some of our mentors they've been doing it for years and they still say it's a process they're still figuring out how they rest best
0: yep yeah exactly um so aim one and justine is way better at this than i am is to do away with our phones for the day Oh, and, and to start, this, uh, I think there is a lot of freedom in terms of the day of the week and how you approach this. Um, we attempted to do this from Friday night to Saturday night before, um, and we found it was just really challenging for us to be able to, like with kids, keep the home uh, in order. Mm-hmm. Like church was becoming um, a challenge and different things were were just not aligning for us well. And so we actually switched it to Saturday night to Sunday night. Mm -hmm. And that way we're also using our time as a gathering of the church to, um, be intentional with, um, just delighting in the Lord and worshiping, Mm -hmm. um, and then crafting the rest of the day. So, Occasionally, we, uh, we'll, we will turn our phones off or put them away, lock them away, whatever, unless, of course, they're needed for, like, very basic things.
1: Yeah. Um, social text media. phone calls, basically.
0: Yeah. Text, phone calls for family, usually. Mm-hmm. Or, like, if we need maps, we're going somewhere as a family. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, like, whatever. Um, and then we'll either, like, be really intentional at being excited about making, like, pancakes or waffles or something Mm -hmm. like that for the boys and it's just like a special breakfast or we'll go to one of our favorite coffee shops and get like avocado toast you know or a breakfast of some kind there Mm -hmm. and some delicious coffee and like these are the only times that we go to these places and so it is special and it is a time for like the boys to recognize that it's like restful and new mm-hmm. and delightful and yeah. yummy and
1: Well, and we kick it all off with a fam like a big family meal on Saturday night. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> and I don't say big family meal like that it's a big burdensome meal. Sometimes it's just takeout from somewhere cuz that's easy and restful. Or sometimes we cook something together, but we just try to make it more special. So Asher gets a special cup where he gets his wine is what he calls it, but it's just grape juice. <laughs> <His> <laughs> special wine. And they don't get juice any other time throughout the week. So that's really special for them. And we light some candles. We have like a special tablecloth we like to use. Just little things that make it stand out from the rest of the week to say, hey, this is a special meal and we're going to, this is going to be like our time to transition into rest and,
0: um, um, like detoxing from the week. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. like starting in the evening. Mm-hmm. Like, I I, think it's interesting to do it in the evening because like you kind of come off of work, you leave all that behind, you go through, Um, these really delightful rituals that we have Mm -hmm. that we, like she said, you know, like most often lately it's been Thai food, but we still just put a tablecloth on the (laughs) table. We get, you know, special cups and we light some candles Mm -hmm. and say some prayers that we've got. Um, and, uh, but like it feels harder on Saturday night, I would say. Um, than it does on Sunday morning. Like once you kind of disconnect, um, you do this, you go to sleep and then you wake up. It's like, it's kind of like a fresh, like, okay, today's our rest day mm-hmm. and we're like in a different frame of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it allows you to really enjoy that whole day, I think. Yeah, um,
1: absolutely. So we've found with kiddos, there's, I don't know. We've heard a lot of really great suggestions, and we're just still trying different ones out, but some of them are having specific toys that you pull out for that day, so not something that they have played with all week or had the opportunity to play with all week, so it's new and exciting for them and keeps them occupied for a little while so you can read a book if you want to or just sit and enjoy your coffee or tea or chat with your spouse. We enjoy going on walks around our neighborhood. We have a field out back that we not like raining. to go. Yeah, if it's not <laughs> raining. <laughs> right
0: now it feels like we get like 4 inches of rain every 2 hours, so um,
1: yeah. Some people will utilize TV on this day to have their kids watch movies so that they can read books or, um, I'm trying to think of other things that we've done. You and we've the boys done, like to do Legos together. You, see yeah. you guys will build Legos and having we've something that's this. special for that day too, whether it's today we're going to do, we're going to pull out all the paints and we're going to paint together as a family. And I want to say too, you just have to find what is restful for you. For some people, that sounds like really overwhelming to like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to paint with my kids or, you know, but for others, it's like this, that's just an enjoyable thing to do together as a family and looking at rest in a different way of you're not, as a parent to little kids, you're not going to have much opportunity to just sit quietly (laughs) or do whatever you want but you can find ways to help your kids play independently or enjoy time together as a family and picking things that you enjoy to do not just things that your kids enjoy to do I think is really huge because kids love doing anything really if they're like Asher's happy putting holes in the wall, you know, like, or holding your power tools for you while you're doing a project or Solomon loves sitting on the mower with you. Not that these are things that we do on Sabbath, but...
0: Sometimes mowing.
1: Yeah, you do enjoy mowing. because for
0: me, it is restful and I work a desk job, so like being outside. um, But but for most people, I wouldn't say that that is.
1: Yeah. But kids just really enjoy doing... Like, you can steer them whatever direction because they have no concept of what is available to them to do. So, like, you guys running around doing Nerf gun wars, uh, they love that because you introduced them to that. Had that not been something that was introduced to them, they wouldn't know any different. Yeah. So if you don't like playing pretend with your kids don't play pretend with them. Do something else that you enjoy doing, whether it's hiking or I yeah. don't know, whatever. Yeah,
0: totally. And we okay. we try to be intentional with um, kind of a worship night after dinner. Um, so oh, yeah, this sounds really like elaborate, but it's about as basic and simple as it gets. <laughs> um, so we do like a Bible study, worship type of thing. So um, I'm slowly but surely learning like four chords on the guitar and learning how to sing some different worship songs. So I usually do one of those, one of which is a made up song about Abraham and Isaac going up the mountaintop. <laughs> <to> favorite
1: song. <laughs> give a sacrifice to
0: the Lord. And, um, and then, you know, we'll share a tiny little scripture with them and try my darndest to like act it out or make it fun or engaging so that they remember it. Um, just little stuff that's all in all that process probably takes about five to 10 minutes, yeah. you know, but just like having some things that even though we talk about scripture and the Lord and we pray and we do some like different, like uh catechism stuff, like at, at nighttime with our boys at dinner, like it's very basic and it, you know, just kind of like, Oh, talk a little bit. And here we're like, okay, gather up. We're going to do, you know, like, worship and Bible study and like we make it a thing.
1: And they soak it up. Yeah, That's and so they, they love
0: it even though it's only a couple minutes and mm-hmm. it's like as like unproduced and like, yeah. un, uh, like uh, what do you say? It's not, I'm not sitting around all day like, like even I'm though rehearsed. I probably should as they get older, I'm not sitting around like writing a sermonette for my kids, you know, like Was I'm it? just like asking yeah. the Lord to help me kind of just like. Make something engaging so that my kids will like delight in him and and
1: even as they get older, there's so many resources out there totally that to utilize to where you don't feel like you're having to reinvent the wheel every time, <clears throat>
0: yeah, but so like big picture, you know if you whether you do this on Sunday like us, you do it on Saturday like a lot of people um or throughout the know, week, depending we, on
1: like f- some first responders, you know, they w- like a firefighter would be th- three days on, two days off or you know they had yeah, to have Yeah, like if your family's working schedules. on the weekend or whatever and yeah.
0: you know you can do any just day just, just being really intentional. But whatever day it is, um it's it's basic. Like for us especially with kids, like you know, you've got a few hours in the morning, you're doing a couple of fun things, breakfast, whatever it is. Then it's nap time. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you're air quote napping with your spouse during nap time. And then after that, like you guys are doing something in the afternoon and then it's like dinner and then evening in Mm -hmm. bed. Right. And so sometimes we'll finish with like a movie night. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we'll do some other stuff and just like. The boys um,
1: love popping popcorn on the stove. So that's like something we like to do. Yeah. Pop popcorn
0: (laughs) with the gas stove is fun. Um, so don't overthink it, like build it around, like what you enjoy, what's restful for you, uh, what will remind you of God's goodness and that you can delight and worship him. Um, and just stop, stop consuming stuff, stop working. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, we do a little bit of, um, a variety of things to just try stuff. And so I would encourage you guys start small, start with something really basic, start with setting aside a day and saying on this day, we're just going to get rid of these things in our normal rhythm and we're going to insert this instead and we're going to see how it goes. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: what I would encourage you is it will most likely crash and burn. So yeah, like, Iterate it, try new things, keep at it. Um, when one day, just like it, it's not even remotely restful. Like everything was chaos, nothing went as planned. That's okay. Like
1: those just will happen.
0: Try it again. Yeah, it still happens to us from time to time. Just try again. Try something new if you need to, um, and just remember, like the devil doesn't want you to rest. The devil wants you to continue to like be stuck in your, um, kind of like hidden trap of like, go, go, go. Like most of us don't realize, man, I took, I took a two month sabbatical this summer by the grace of God between transitioning jobs. And it's like, I didn't realize how ragged I was and how burnt out I was. Cause it was my new normal. And then once mm-hmm. I wasn't working, like I was like, Whoa, I have not been healthy
1: took a little while to kind of decompress.
0: Yeah, so most of you guys, like, this isn't to cast shade because I've been there a lot, but it's like, you're probably, like, you don't know that you are anxious Mm -hmm. because you have this underlying, like,
1: just just
0: consistent low-level anxiety or Mm low-level depression or this just, like, exhaustion or you've lost the joy in life and, like, you just don't really realize it because you're going so fast and you're not even like taking time to reflect and examine. And so the devil wants to keep you there because that is like a really ineffective way to be a Jesus follower. Mm -hmm. Um, and so pretty much everything's going to come at you when you try to do this. And like, um, it might be hard at times, but it's incredibly worth it. And, uh, yeah. So we hope this encourages you guys. Um, Head over to um, our social media at Chris Cirillo, at at Justine Cirillo. We would love to hear you guys' thoughts. If you guys have questions, we're happy to answer them. Like, Mm -hmm. we are available for you guys. Our heart is to just like share what we've learned, point you in the direction of good resources if we can. Um, We've got some great mentors and some um, things we've gone through that we can point you to. So, just like, um, come find us ask us. Um, and if you go to chrisandjustine.com, uh, we've got the marriage and family blueprint that is, uh, seven practical strategies for how to help your marriage and your family thrive. Those things are some really great resources, some other free resources on there. Um, podcast show notes, PDFs, um, everything we do, uh, right now is for free Mm -hmm. and we just really want to serve you guys. So, Um, take advantage. um, And if you need anything, hit us up, let us know. Um, Also, if you're willing, um, go ahead and scroll down and give us a rating and review. If you haven't already uh, on iTunes, that would be really helpful. And Mm -hmm. um, if you found this intriguing, if there was anything that um, was interesting to you that you would want to share with somebody else, you know, please Uh, encourage them to have a listen, Um, check out the podcast. We would love to uh, share with more people.